turn to the Bible at this point. <laughs> We're going to go through it during the sermon. Um, all right, so let's just dive right in. Today. Today is an important day within our culture. Today is the day when we take the time to celebrate, to remember, to give thanks for those who have led us, been with us, walked with us, cherished us, scolded us, and loved us. Indeed, today is the day when we remember those who have sacrificed so greatly for us in our lives. Oftentimes without receiving any credit or thanks for what they have done. What are we celebrating today? Who comes to mind when we consider all that they have accomplished, oftentimes with little gratitude? Who else but our mothers? Yes, today it is you who we celebrate. It is you we all give special thanks to God for, as again you have walked with us, as you've cared for us, and watched over each of us as we've continued on with our journeys. Our broader culture takes time to celebrate Mother's Day, but the truth is that motherhood itself is often under attack from those within our culture. Those who spend much of their time taking care of their young children have, in far too many circles, been seen as sellouts. Women who have achieved so much, they say, why would you want to go back to slavery, they say. <laughs> well, I think that the majority of us should start to speak up for motherhood again and for our mothers. Mothers are a gift from God. Motherhood is a gift from God. It implies generations. It implies children. And therefore, it implies sacrifice and love. Seeing as these are gifts from God, what better place to go than to consider some of the scriptures and what they speak concerning about mothers and motherhood? Maybe we can remember some things and be encouraged in others. Let's take time then to honor our mothers as well as encourage them to continue on faithfully in what God has called them to do. And so the first scripture that we're going to go over, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So I begin with this one, which is one of the most recognizable verses within the scriptures. Paul is speaking to the Christian believers at Ephesus. And when he deals with family life, he goes to the most significant source that he can think of, which is the law. He basically quotes verbatim what is said in Exodus 20.12. And as we know, it is one of the Ten Commandments. To honor our fathers and mothers. We notice that it does not specify just one parental group. Despite many in our society saying that the scriptures only focus on males um, rather than females, we find instead the call that both mothers and fathers are to be honored. Simply put, it recognizes the significance of both mothers and fathers for the household. And while they have different roles, that does not mean that one is less important than the other. They're both equally important in those roles. So mothers, you deserve to be honored, just as your mothers deserved to be honored. 
We as Christians are called to honor our mothers, to give them respect, to care for them as they continue to age, as we learn in the Proverbs when we read, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. And that comes from Proverbs twenty-three, twenty-two. Now, what is the reason for this? Well, let's consider it some. God has given you your mother. And if you are a mother, God has given you your children. God has commanded of you as mothers to act a certain way toward your children, as we'll see shortly. But at the same time, God has commanded that children respect their mothers. God has given you a mother without whom you would not exist. It is through our mothers that God has caused us to be. And I think that's something that we read today already. Psalm 139. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So to not honor our mothers then is to not only go against a very blatant command of God, it is also to treat that person whom God has used to give us life as less than important to us personally. How could we be so silly? Without your mother, you would not be you. It is because of your mother God has created you as you are. It is not that you simply came into existence. God brought you out of your mother's womb. It is not as though you would come to be the same person if it were a different mother. So for those who would say, oh, if only I was born to a different set of parents. Well, if you were, you were, then you would no longer be who you are personally. The truth is, your mother is necessary for you personally. It is through this person God brought you forth, you individually. And as such, you have importance, but just as significantly, she has importance. So what are we to do? Honor our mothers. Take care of them. Just as they watched over us, we are to watch over them as we grow older. Give them the respect that they deserve as our mothers. For God has ordained that these women be our mothers. And because of this, and therefore by definition, they deserve our respect. Now we notice something else in the Ephesians verses, though. In particular, when we think of the first verse from Ephesians, when we are told to obey our parents. How is it that we are to obey them? In what ways are we to obey? What does that even mean, really, if we're going to be philosophical about it? Well, obedience implies information being given by our mothers to us. So it should be of no surprise when we consider the following verses from Proverbs. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. And again, my son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. What do we notice? We notice that our mothers are vital for development. They are our teachers in this life. They give us lessons which are perhaps some of the most important lessons we receive while on this earth. They have a job to do, to train us, to walk with us as we grow older, learning under them and learning their wisdom. Thus, to properly obey our mothers are to listen to them when they speak. It means learning from them when they teach. 
All our mothers have this innate ability to teach and train us in the ways that we should go. If we want to have a long and happy life, the best place to start is to consider the mothers God has given to us. It is from our mothers we first taste the fruit of knowledge and wisdom. Thus mothers have a responsibility then to maintain good knowledge and wisdom for the sake of their children. And children have a responsibility to make sure to listen to our mothers, for they are the shoulders on which we stand and without whom we would surely crumble. Can we be so surprised of how highly the scriptures speak of mothers when we consider how important they are not only for society but for us as individuals? If only the world would see the value of motherhood. How it is a gift from God to be mothers and to be children under the watch of mothers who love us so much. Now as a young pastor, I feel like I'm not young anymore. You're all about to throw things at me. But I look out, I look out, you know, and I consider all the mothers within this congregation. Yet it would be wrong for me to assume that it is only those who have biological children who are actual mothers and that you who are mothers of your biological children are only biological mothers of them alone. Consider what we read from 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Within the Christian faith, there is a reality. And that is, for those who are in Christ, we are not just mere individuals coming together, but that we are a family. Each one of us, we are relational together in Christ. As such, I do not only look out to the women in this congregation and consider your own biological children, but I consider the reality that your motherhood extends to us as well, to those of the younger generation of believers. We look to you as our mothers, who continue to guide us and continue to lead us. No matter what your age, you are our mothers. If you thought that once your children grew up and left the house that your motherhood days were over, let me tell you something a little different. For we always need to be led further into the kingdom. Our younger mothers, they need guidance as much from their own mothers as from the women in the church. From you. A few weeks ago, we went over the first verse of Joel, and we considered how there wasn't much information given to us about the person Joel. Instead, the most important information we received was his name, that he was called by God, and who his father was. The most important information of all, though, is that second one, that he was called by God. How God used Joel was the most important aspect of the man's life. So it is with you mothers. You may think that your voices are getting old, getting tired, and getting harder to hear. You may even think that mothers have little weight or importance anymore compared to back in the day. But the truth is, every Sunday when I look out into this congregation, I see loving mothers who are speaking loudly to me in sweet voices of honey, telling me, reminding me of important things. And as you gather together, you say to me and to all of us of the younger generations, 
Christ will keep you. I know all too often mothers can be hard on themselves. They can think that if only they had said this or done this, then their children would be better off. Do you know, however, what the most important thing you can do for your children even now, even to us, your spiritual children? It's to be faithful to your calling in Christ as mothers. The most faithful way you can do that is by pointing us ever forward to Christ in your love and in your devotion. To give us the truth of the gospel and all that it entails. You see, motherhood is much like planting trees. It takes time for those seeds you plant to grow. But the more Christ you give to those seeds, the stronger and the greater the trees they will become. You mothers, your efforts are not in vain. For you have enacted change in each of us and will continue to do so until God calls you home. So it is, you see, you are guiding lights for us for the future. You encourage us, telling us that this is how we remain faithful. This is how we continue forward. This is how we get through those long, hard days and nights. Young mothers, Kim, you're the only one, sorry. (laughs) Listen to your mothers. Grow in knowledge, grow in wisdom, heed their words, heed their faithfulness. For we have a congregation full of mothers, not just biologically, but all you women are mothers to the generation which comes after you. Some of you are older, some of you are younger. To the older, always continue to teach the younger. The younger, teach the younger still, but also learn from the older. Now before I get to my last point this morning, I thought of something that I didn't write down, so I'm going off topic. Um, So this ought to be interesting, (laughs) because I'm trying to remember exactly what I was going to say. All right, so this last point about what Paul tells Timothy, to honor those older women in the congregation, because they're, they're spiritual mothers. They are. Um, you know, that's something beautiful to me. And the reason why is I want to ask everyone here a question. Mothers, all of you who are mothers, um, spiritual or otherwise, have you always been perfect? Raise your hand if you have. <laughs> all right, I see no hands. All right, um, children of said mothers, if you're, you're all children of mothers, you don't have to be of said mothers, um, but children, you're, did your mothers, were they always perfect? Trick question for David, because his mother is right behind him. <laughs> no, you know, we can admit that. We can admit that within the church that we haven't been perfect. Father's Day, I could preach the same thing. <laughs> I'm going to ask the same questions, be prepared. Um, but no, perfection it's never always been there, has it? It's always been quite out of reach. So when I consider this last point, this last idea of, you know, these spiritual mothers within the congregation, you know what? Some mothers, they don't come to Christ until later in life. And you know what? I bet when they do come to Christ, they have a lot of regrets. A lot of things that they wish they had done. Things that they wish they had led with their children that they never did. But consider the gospel. Through the gospel, you can change. And through the gospel, you know what? All those imperfections, 
They're vanished. Why? Because God is renewing you day by day. No matter how old you are. And if God is renewing you day by day, then guess what? You can learn from your mistakes and move forward and it's okay. You can say, you know what? I made a mistake. You can even go and apologize to your kid if you want. And that's okay. Um, and so it's with that that I consider again this, this concept and how amazing the gospel really is. Because it says to each of you, you made mistakes, but guess what? You have another generation to teach. And you can teach them about your mistakes. And they're going to love you no matter what. Because you're in Christ too. Um, and so, again, when I consider all of you, I mean, you're all my mothers. <laughs> and I know all of you fight about that sometimes, some of you. Um, and, you know, and I hear all the time, you know, Libby has many grandmothers. <laughs> they're all here. Um, Kim, we're kind of lucky, actually, <laughs> when you think about it. If you look around, we are. We have a lot of great people here. A lot of great mothers. Uh, biological, spiritual. And I think the most important thing that you have taught me, all of you, every single one of you here, and those who aren't even here today, is faithfulness. Because I see you here. I see you singing, and I hear, well, hear you singing. And I'm amazed. Because my generation needs that more than anything else. Is that you come to church, you sing your songs, and you praise God. And you have smiles on your faces every Sunday. Every single one of you. And that's love. Um, so, I guess on behalf of Kim and I. <laughs> and David, I'll add you two to that. <laughs> because, and all the men, why not? And the men too. I, we, we thank you, all of you mothers, for your faithfulness. To come in, to worship God. And even, you know what? I get it, sometimes you get sick, sometimes family comes and you can't be here. I'm okay with that. But the fact is, overall, you're here. And I see you. And we all do. And that's amazing to me. Um, so thank you. And I'll go ahead to my last point, which is a short paragraph. Um, and then we'll conclude today's service. So finally, to all of our mothers today, I hope and I pray that you would be blessed. That the love of our God, our Father in heaven, would shine down on all of our mothers, our spiritual mothers, as well as our biological mothers. And I hope and I pray that God would continue to strengthen you every day. And as he would continue to guide you as you continue onward, and that his favor would be with you today and forevermore. To all of our mothers, I give thanks to God for each of you. For old and for young. For spiritual, for biological. May today be a day filled with rejoicing for those on whose shoulders we stand. Today, we remember you. We pray for you. And we praise God for each and every one of you who continues to fill our days with love and light. May God bless our mothers as they continue to bless us each day with their grace, their mercy, and their love. Amen. Let us go to Lord in prayer.
Father, we thank you. We thank you for these wonderful women of our congregation who continue to teach a somewhat stiff-necked generation under them, who continue to be there despite all that comes against them in this dark world. And for the older women of this congregation, I thank you for them, for their faithfulness, for what they have shown us day in and day out, what they have shown us every week, for their steadfast love for you and their steadfast love for your church. Lord, may we of the younger generation and may we men even remember these things and learn from them. And Father, I also thank you for our younger women, for those who have kids as infants or through high school. Lord, that you would be with them. These dark days are getting darker, it seems. But we know that so long as there is light, there is hope. And so, Lord, keep our eyes steadfast on the gospel and keep our hearts and our minds open to what you teach us through this older generation who has been there before. And let us continue to learn from each other in love, in grace, and mercy as we continue to teach each other of the grace, love, and mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Please rise as we sing our final hymn today.